I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to Wiseman's here. I'm Stephen Goldsmith. Gareth Barker is here too. No question of the week this week. So there's no, also no installments of the critically acclaimed series, The Flat. Criti- criticised. <laughs> critically or criticised, yeah, whatever. Uh, which means we're going to have to gas on a little bit longer than normal. Guy Foster is a guy you turn to when such issues arise. <laughs> Freelance journalist now, of course. Can you speak at length about a draw, Gary? Wins are easy to get excited about. Defeats sort of give you a platform for a rant. 1-1 um, draw? I think I can probably speak at length about anything. Good, really, we'll give it a so good go. Eh? We'll be all right. Okay. Paul Dobson, a.k.a. Sobs, assistant editor, stroke writer type thingy for I Love Supreme, who we're in association with, remember, has his Movember thing going on. Like going all right can you me? see it? it <laughs> I good. did not. It looks yeah. better on radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could post pictures up, Gareth. Um, Should we not do that? We could, if you want. I mean, is there a market for that? Don't is that what we're here for? Possibly. Well, we could talk about football. So we could start about that. Yeah, I'm come no. you first, I'll tell you about the fact that I got uh, had a terrible lunch experience today. We'll talk about that if no. you want. We'll start the football, but I will start with you for change, actually, because we'll sometimes go on for ten minutes before uh, I ask for your input. And the listener, the <laughs> listener is no, the listener is missing out. I think. Well, the no. Right, a draw was what most people expected. I reckon. Speaking of people before the game, a lot of people predicted that. In a way, does that show in itself that perhaps people have more belief in Gus? And this side than we may think because you know ordinarily a side gets dumped 8-0 they're then making the mistakes like they did against Arsenal the fans of that side would then think they would comfortably lose at home to somebody like Everton I guess um, well the fact that they won on Monday night probably helps doesn't it yeah I mean fans like a lot of supporters not everyone tend to go game to game don't you, you win a game you think you're going to win the next one you lose mm. a game you think you're going to lose so I think that probably had something to do with it um, I think that short termism of being a football supporter I guess um, but I mean, on the Interlife podcast, we all sort of predicted a draw, but we predict a positive result every game, yeah. so that's not really a gauge for <laughs> um, anything. So but most people I spoke to thought one's it. Where did you lads think it was going to go before? Um, I'd have took a draw before. Would you? I would have took a draw before, um, but uh, having sat through the game, I was a little bit disappointed that we we, we couldn't get over the line and get all three points. To Which be is the feeling you want after a draw, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Sobs, happy yeah, enough. I completely agree with that. I was, you know, asked before, and we said, "Well, of course, I want us to win, but a draw is possible. Everton could win it because they're a decent side. Although the side they played on Thursday wasn't much cop, to be honest. But mm. at the end of the game, I was more than a little bit disappointed that we hadn't got the second goal. Although they defended very well and stopped us getting too many shots through, but uh, we could have got it. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Evans defending in a little bit. I uh, want to hear on Gus now for on being hard to beat. Uh, first, set you up with this question. Gus was asked if he would have taken a draw before the game. No. No, I disagree with you. No, no, we don't. We don't plan uh, three points here, one there, we can lose this one. No. Um, and, and I promise no. 
the idea was to compete. Last year we were maybe you know closer to get a win, and we lost with an own goal. Today we play our way. You know, I don't think it's something spectacular. I don't think it's magnificent, but we made it difficult. We learned from previous Everton games from Thursday how Lille gave the chance to Everton to score three and, and have a few more chances. So we try to reduce Everton chances to minimum and play the game. You know, creating, arriving, crossing, overlapping, doing the things that you need to do week in, week out. You know, when you have players that they can keep position, I think let's compare ourselves with Everton and, and they know the game that they want to play, then you can control games in a different way. Us, at the moment, it's all, you know, defending proper, everybody behind the ball, and then slowly to start building from there and use the players in the, at the right times to create chances. I think we were, you know, the team that I was expecting. Um, and I hope that now it's, it's just a step forward and we forget about those terrible weeks that we had uh, two weeks ago. Gary Foster, being hard to beat may not excite fans, but I think De Canio proved, didn't he, that if you needlessly attack or leave yourself open in this league, with the players we have, with respect, you're going to get butchered, aren't you? Well, I think we're all the talk being hard to beat against Southampton. Hmm. <laughs> you know, if you have to, if you have to watch that every week, then you'd be you'd soul destroying. But hard to beat. Um, it's something to build on. You know, I think it's the basis of where I would always start building from the back, and then yeah, don't want to try and punch above your weight, do you? No, and you, I, you feel like I mean, I don't know why I'm going back to the Canio, but when he was here, you kind of felt that didn't you? It was four four two. It was open football. He tried hmm. it. It just it just backfired and. Make yourself hard to beat first because this league's quite ruthless. Yeah, and I, and I think just going back to Everton, um, I think it's a it might only be a small mark of how far we've probably come, but it's not so long back that as soon as you mentioned the name Everton, there was someone supporter we all sort of dropped our heads and groaned and went, "Oh no, not again!" Um, now we were expecting a draw, hoping for a draw. I think we should have had a win yesterday. We didn't get it, so you know I think that's a mark of the progress that's been made. Everton decided to model yourself on, Sobs? I think it's been said before that they're a, te- a team, they're not spectacular. Uh, you know, they haven't, I don't think they've ever been spectacular. They've been a very solid team and well organised, and it, it is a good model to try and, mm-hmm. to try and follow. And that, I guess if we play like we did yesterday, we were organised, and that's half the battle, making yourself hard to beat. And it's just getting to that point, isn't it? Because Everton were, like you say, like an unspectacular side. Uh, they kind of, David Morris had them hard to beat, like you say, and then. When Martinez came in, he sort of added the quality players slowly, didn't he? And yeah. it's just important the fans don't think we can just do that instantly and you know it's it's one step at a time. And it's cliched, but you know these things take time, don't they? They do. It'd be nice to be able to, to pick up on a, you know a few players like Everton have been able to pick up on, but I guess that'll happen when people are happy with our stability in terms of player employment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think after the Arsenal game, Gareth, we were questioning. Players' concentration levels, obviously, losing eight nil at Palace and then two stinking goals we gave away against Arsenal. Before the Palace game, we said they would have to concentrate going to Sellers Park. The players did that, to be fair. Well, maybe not Virginia after 30 seconds, but generally they did that. Against Everton as well, from start to finish, concentration levels. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I, I think the performance all over the pitch was, you know, pretty much 10 out of 11 players were, you know, spot on. Um, I mean, Bridgel had a little little moment in the uh, in the in the second half. Had didn't a little he? wobble. Yeah, but that, I mean, I think he was under pressure there, and he sort of almost tried to tackle the ball back, and it's gone wrong. But which we've, we've some, seen Lee yeah, Catamol do yeah, that. Yeah, but that can remember. happen. To, that yeah. can happen to you know anyone. But it, 
I mean the the fact that the the you know the the errors against Arsenal just compounded the the errors at Southampton. Um and yeah, I I think you know they've recovered really well. You know, I don't think they got the credit they deserved in some quarters for the for the win at Palace, um because a lot of people were talking about it like we were garbage and managed to sneak a result. Well, sometimes in football matches you've got to you've got to win areas and you've got to win battles in certain areas on the pitch. You might not be a fully cohesive unit, but you've got to do what's required to win games, and that takes concentration. And the back four in in both the games, the last two games, generally have done that, um, and they've gone through shakeups as well because obviously against QBR we lost. Uh, sorry, against Palace we lost uh, Van Anholt. Revier's gone from right back to left back, and then Revier starting left back. You got Virginia at right back again. Brown's come back in after two shaky games, and then uh, you know he drops our clang as a substitute against Palace, and then he has to start the next game, and you know did very well and was unlucky not to to win it at the end, which would have been a nice, I think, a nice little retribution for Brown because he's come under some stick, and we've sort of criticised him slightly. Um, yeah. We haven't gone over the top like, but that would have been nice for him to. Uh, to, to get that goal at the end, but yeah, would, like you say, the concentration levels were, were great, and there, were, there was there was an energy to the side. I thought in in all areas yesterday, um, which was nice to see, especially again Fletcher carrying that on. Fullbacks are a miscarry, aren't they? I mean, there were many occasions when we worked the ball, and Van Arnold would have ordinarily been there to make that long burst and run down the left. Now, I, I you know, I know Revier's doing okay as well as can be expected. I think quite admirable the way he's playing, really. I think it was highlighted that you know we're missing those guys, the fullbacks, Jones and Van Arnold. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Van Arnold gives you another option going forward, not just because he's quick at the back and, and get back and put a tackle in, but going forward he's an extra option overlapping and what have you. But like you say, can't really fault the effort of uh, the new lad. Yeah, he's uh, he's come in, done a job. He's been asked to move to another side, and I, I, I thought he slotted in quite well and. You couldn't really say that he, he he did anything wrong. I don't think yesterday. Shame he didn't. Maybe when he got in, uh, I think he got in a couple of times, but the second time when he was he didn't open it up. Maybe and just mm. try and curl in the far corner. He tried to pick Fletcher out in the middle, um, and it was a bit of a shame. Maybe if he was maybe if he was being a bit settled settled in, he might have felt well, a bit Fletcher more. Fletcher checked his run just before he got his before I, he put I, his I head down yeah, and because Fletcher the made the run in the box. Rivier got his head down and then Fletcher checked his run but he'd already put his head down so he oh, put the ball right. across it's yeah. split second yeah sometimes. split second decision I wouldn't like criticise him too much but that's a situation where a player who maybe was a bit more comfortable on the side maybe might have just thought I'll try I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have an effort on goal I thought he was going to put his foot through it like, when he got through it like, yeah. it reminded us of when you know when Bardsley scored against Man City it was yeah. sort of like a similar yeah. situation I thought you know he might have got in there but Revier has been good. To be fair, Bosley started. I mean, Bosley and Craig Gardner just used to shoot from anywhere. Didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> you know, odd say that one of them was bound to go in sooner or later. Yeah, but it was worth it for Bosley because of the old Trafford thing. Yeah, he was allowed. Yeah, yeah. one of them powder puff shots finally just gone in. Yeah. They normally just trickle into the keeper's hands. Um, sobs. I'm absolutely devastated about Van Arnold being out. It's a big miss. It's almost like. Harking back to the days of Mickey Gray, you know, he had a couple of shaky games defensively at the start, but he seems to have grown into that, and he's he's fast as out like, and he is like the lad says, he's a real dangerous attacking mm. option. But he's better, he's better defensively as well now. Oh, like yes. you say, the first couple of games he was a bit shaky, but he looks he looks again, as good as anybody you, defensively. You learn to now. play with the blocks you got around you, and I've yeah. been he, he will be a big miss, and it's a shame for so long. I'm I'm more than impressed with the, the French guy. 
because I looked at them all 34 year old it's another mm. descent and he's playing on the wrong like. side as well yeah but he was he was he had a cracking game on Monday especially when you consider he had a swap over and he was he was solid throughout yesterday but as you say perhaps that time he could have had a shot but then you, yeah. he's only played an hour and a half two hours with those guys and he's not quite yeah. sure what runs are going to do every time discussion for a different day but it's going to be interesting to see when Jones comes back who goes mm. and plays on the left isn't it because Jones has done that a lot but I thought he, he looked quite he struggled mm. a bit for us on the left didn't he uh, Riviere looks okay so it'd be an interesting one that it'd be nice to have some options rather right. than just four <laughs> four mm. people to play yeah. with Quartes hopefully be back as well and well Quartes he said and um, Alvarez should be back for the next game so the back four I think sound and solid as expected anyway watching I mean Gary watching Everton defend was a delight we were getting in behind them a lot and I thought the composure of their back four they were managing to keep their shape and their line perfectly and now in comparison when you watch Sunderland defend it was a little bit jagged at times the line but we got through it and you know we aren't at that standard yet and that proves that when you have a settled back four I mean those guys have played together for what, years now haven't they and it, yeah. just, it just shows again something else we're aiming towards well, I think anybody you know any back four you need consistency Sunderland haven't had that um, obviously with the injuries no fault of their own really um, but like you say that just shows you know Everton them lads have played together so you get to know each other's games and you know who you can trust at the back and, and if you're not there then the guy behind you knows your game and he picks it up for you you know even at local level football if you play back four long enough together you get to know each other's game in, in and out and I think that showed yesterday with, with their lads Progression Gareth still because I mean yeah. Brown, Brown and um, O'Shea obviously aren't getting younger so he is going to have to no, know, well, do something with that eventually yeah. but it, you know it, it will be good to have a, a nice solid platform before you start adding players yeah I mean Quartes is a lone player so I mean that's an interesting situation and he's, he hasn't he's barely kicked the ball it's a though isn't it because if he comes in and does well then well, if it's possible a, that that could be a, perma- a permanent transfer if he gets a go um, and then you obviously got Virginia who is again alone with a but I think that's more to do with the complexity of the uh, his contract. Um, that's maybe something that they'll do uh, this summer, maybe because I mean I think you know Virginia's been generally v- very good. I think since he since he came, um, I thought he was excellent again actually on 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 Sunday. Um, so yeah, I mean it'll be nice to have some options in there. And like you say, I mean you talk about experience and stuff and being streetwise and. You you see Distan yesterday, like every time Fletcher went up for the ball, he just jumped straight through the back of Fletcher, and the referees let it go every single time. He was practically punching Fletcher in the back of the head every time he went up for a header, and like you just think, you know, how do you get away with that? It certainly helps if you're a defender and you can do that and get away with it. Mm. You're going to be a lot more comfortable. Think, oh, this is good. I just smashed him. Saying that player should be cute and fell people. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying. Sound like um, Neil Warnock after the Palace loss, and he starts saying, "No, no, we're too nice, we're too nice." No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like maybe the uh, (laughs) the the referee (laughs) might have uh, stopped if the referee had maybe stopped that occurring. They might not have had as a comfortable afternoon because they wouldn't have been able to do that every time the ball went up to Fletcher, who you know, to be fair to him, did pretty well. Um, Got some good flick ons and stuff, Um, but yeah, that's that's something of an anomaly, that isn't it? Neil Warnock in other words too mm. nice in the yeah, same exactly. sense it was yeah, quite laughable yeah. wasn't it yeah. what do people yeah. think of the Tim Howard situation before we carry on sort of analy- uh, reviewing the Sunderland performances of the players individually 
I take we, we talked about the, the, the was it handball? Was it? Well, it wasn't handball. Well, I thought I thought it was because I thought it brushed. I've only seen it a couple of times, but I thought it brushed his arm first mm. before he lay on it. And there was obstruction after that. That's, but, it, that's it, isn't it? Because I, after the game, even, even Gus was a little bit confused. He was saying, "I'm not sure if it, if, if it's allowed or if it's good goalkeeping or what." And I, apparently, somebody told me that people on Sky or something were sort of. Saying, oh, it was really good goalkeeping, and that's well, a defender can't sit down and she'd have lie on the ball. If you'd done it, you would have got a free mm, kick exactly, given yeah. against yeah. They're saying last so next week, or oh, sorry, against yeah. Leicester for 1 0 up in the last minute, get the ball in the corner and lie on, lie it. on it. I was going to say, Len Shatlin used to sit on it, didn't he? After, after he dribbled it around three players <laughs> and then sit on it and then do it again. That was the stories I heard. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you are going well before wouldn't my be allowed, time. Wouldn't be allowed to do that now. Well, he might be, if uh, what do you call him, Lee Mason's or free, or whatever he's called. Aye. Man uh, of the match for you, Gareth? Whom? Um, I'm going to say... Oh, that's a tough one. It was I, a thought, to- I thought you would give me an answer straight away. Toss-up between Bridcut and Larson, but I'd probably go Larson just, obviously, because he scored the goal in the first half. I just thought he was unbelievable in the first half. I thought you were going to go for Larson. I thought you'd do it faster than that as well. I thought he was magnificent, to be honest. Second time this season, I've acknowledged his sort of outstanding input because I haven't been his biggest fan, you know all that. Yeah. And I'm still not, I'm being honest, I'm still not. But credit where it's due. Subs, marvellous off the ball, I thought. Yep. In, in previous months and years, I think he's quite guilty sometimes uh, of charging in on players. Can, and there were a few that, times yeah. when, whether it would be Barkley or whether it be somebody else, had the ball maybe 25-30 yards out and I thought Larson's going to go charging in here and oh, he's going to skip up. past him and he just sort of kept his distance kept his shape I perfectly. think that's what they mean when they shout stand him up which yeah. doesn't make much sense but I think that's that's probably what it is you know just don't dive in and, and as you say he's been guilty of that in the well, past he's doing but it in the right places isn't it because yeah. John, we, we saw John O'Shea against Stoke stand Stand well, the forward up, uh, stand Charlie out at the wrong time. This mm. was, this but was, when you're 30 yards from goal, it's this, pointless going run and dive. This was in. part of the success last season in, in building that, building that good, those good runs that we had, was defending properly, pressing the ball in the right areas, and that's exactly what they did yesterday. And like you say, those moments, like some people get annoyed. This is the bizarre thing. Get into them. The, <laughs> so Everton have got a lot of the ball, but they're not going anywhere. They're just passing it. Passing it back and forwards because the defence in the midfield are sitting and they're stopping them. That's it's you don't have to be charging and tackling to stop the other team. You're stopping them. If Sunderland have got the ball and they and and I've heard people say sorry about that situation is that that Everton are dictating the game, the bossing the game, and all this. If Sunderland are in a situation where they're passing the ball sideways in front of the defence, everyone's screaming that they're not creating anything. There's a lack of creativity. Doing nothing with it. It's like you can't have it both ways. You know, they've got to defend properly, especially after the last few weeks where they've had those ricks. They've got to get back to that solidity, and that you know that's why Sunderland have won games, like those big games against teams like Man City, Chelsea, Manchester United in recent times. Got to a cup final is because when they've played those games, they've been disciplined in defence, and that gives you your building blocks. Yeah, we're not slicing teams open going forward. But you've got to you've got to defend properly, and that. that but you is also part feel of like we're only a couple of players away from being able to do that, though, don't yeah. you? Like I just it's mentioned, a, now it's when a pace. They've got the problem is people. I think people like want to see us. You know, the one players getting in the box. They want you know people getting outside, crossing people coming onto the ball. That's understandable. But when you haven't got pace up front, we talked about it before, you can't stretch teams to create the space because Everton defending the same. 
Everton are defending solidly in in a group and stopping stopping the stopping the passes basically stopping stopping the key passes. You've got you've got to work the angles when you've got pace. And if you're defending deep, you can stretch the game quickly, and that's when the pockets open up, and that's when you can get your midfielders running into gaps and commit and make, make sort of, um, you know, more dangerous sort of runs, you know, and, and take risks. And at the moment, because we haven't got that pace up front, I really think that's difficult. We've got mm. to like sort of nick out chances. I think there were times, yes, several times yesterday, Adam Johnson was he was looking to play the Barini ball from last season, but. Wickham isn't going to cut inside and zip yeah. away at the pace that Barini used to so Johnson was quite unlucky yesterday in that he had umpteen opportunities to play it but he thought mm. well he's either not going to do yeah, it yeah I know you mean because a few times that season where he put, put that cross in and then the Barini timed his run and got mm-hmm. on the end of it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely still lacking a re- I mean Gareth just touched on it there uh, Gary that as I mentioned as well earlier sometimes we work the ball and then you you, you would have ordinarily seen Van Arlen make a run down the left that was absent also you feel we're still lacking a real creator in there, don't you, in the middle of the park. It's been a problem for a few years. I think a lot of people were maybe hoping Rodwell would be that guy. For whatever reason, he isn't. Whether that's just for now, or whether he, you know, whether he does develop into that player, that's another issue altogether. But you feel happy with Catamola, Bridcut, sitting, then Larson, Gomez or Rodwell, but there's still there's a link missing still, isn't there? I think there's been a, a link missing for a, for a few years now. I don't, I don't think it's just under Gus. I think... We've needed a, a playmaker, or if you want to see in old-fashioned terms, a guy who just puts his foot on the ball, looks around and can pick out that, you know, pick out that killer pass. We had that a little that. bit with Key last season, didn't we? When he came a, a, a little bit when he when he felt like playing. I mean, you know, towards the towards the end when he, you know, threw his toys out the pram mm. and wanted to keep himself fit for the World Cup. Allegedly. Well, <laughs> I don't think there's any allegedly about it, is it? He's playing great again now for Swansea. Now that there's no big game coming up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's so. I think that's missing. But I think also we've got to be patient, and I think one of the biggest battles Gus has got on his hands just to go back is he's got to sort of some fans' mentality. He's got to win them over. It's great when we're playing one up front and we're playing like Gareth says this this passing football when we're winning, and when we're not winning, it's not then yeah. it's not good enough. It should be two men up front and oh, we should be four God. four two. It should be. It either is good enough. I don't or it's even not bother engaging enough, with know. people who come up with that now. When but, I, but, I, them, I think there's, I think there's a lot of them out there. And I honestly think that he, he's still got a, he's still got a job on his hands to convince a lot of Sunderland fans that his way of playing football is the way to go. Do forward. you think? Do you think that the fans have, have took it on board faster than you perhaps maybe thought before? Because Kim, because that was something I was worried about. Like you say, people wanted sort of fast-paced football, get the ball out wide, two up front. Now we were never going to get that with Gus. Do you think fans who are plays more? like that now? No, I, I like in the top yeah, level. Yeah, like, you haven't got to convince me. But I'm what I'm saying, saying is, but, gen- but generally, yeah, though, you know, it's Peter Reid's fault in it. <laughs> it is so because that's how, like, that's no, kind that's of our how, generation. That's how you well, play back then, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's but how, Pete, Gareth, right. That's how every team is compared to that yeah. that era, that, yeah. that football side. They had the two wingers, and the, you know Quinn and Phillips putting it in the back of the net and get the wingers down wide, get the crosses in, and it's still. There's plenty of Sunderland fans of certain generations who hark back to, you know, hark back to that. I mean, I, I had a great comment. It's a few, do- sorry, Corey. So I, I had a great comment a few weeks back when we when we got stuffed eight 0 
and this guy in front of me said, oh, gee, you know, it's the worst, it's the worst Sunderland side I've ever seen. I said, really? <laughs> no. He said, yeah. I said, I tell you what, mate, I said, you, you must know what's third division football because I tell you what, you know, it was a horrendous result. It was an abomination. But let's get things into yeah. perspective. The guy's taking the club forward. Football fans don't do perspective. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's the thing, though. That's the, that's the point, isn't it? We're very fickle football fans. If we're winning, everything's all right, and he's the best man you know ever, and and that's the way to play football. And, but as sad as it may be, he's got to keep getting results to win fans over to how he wants to play. And the only way he's going to do it is if he's playing one up front and and, and passing it around brings results that's the only way he's going to win well, the sort of hearts and minds it's of, not, of plenty it, of fans it's not really it's not really one up front either is it I mean it's it's a 4-3-3 three, three, yeah but and you, you know, know what I mean yeah. off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three, my point three, being that as soon as it goes yeah. wrong everybody turns around and says yeah. one up front this, that, the other. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's, that's the point I mean like yeah. you know to, to win fans over the way he does it yeah. he, he's got to keep getting results and, and, and well yeah. that, that era before it was a, it was like you know a lunar eclipse a, a comet you know what I mean? It was like one of those things where we had Quinn, we had Phillips, and it was like magic. And then, speaking of magic, you had Johnston, <laughs> and you had Summerby, and then it was you had Schwartz, and it was like just all came together at that right time. And it was, you know. So my dad always used to say, "It's not like this every. It's not like this, you know. It's not like this every week." Yeah. Just remember, it's not like this every week because. I would have just—I I got my season ticket in '97 when I was what, 13, 14 years old or whatever, and that was the first time I started going lots, you know. Mm. And aye, it was—that's it, it, what you thought was going. to This is great. This mm. beating teams four nil, five nil, get promoted, finish seventh twice. It was like, yeah, it's class. This, like, isn't it? I just think yeah. back to Terry Butcher's nonsense. Well, I, I, I went. To, <laughs> I went when Butcher was there, and you know, and uh, Buxton and all that, and. It was, you know, generally. I mean, that was bad, you know. I mean, when you watch, have you, 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 you got any of those DVD, you know, the big match DVDs and mm. all that? That right? Yep. You watch it and you're like, dear me. I'm looking at the age group in the in the room, and I'm guessing <laughs> me and Subs had to sit through Laurie McMenemy. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't wish that on me worst. Did I? I wouldn't no. even wish that on you, Castle. <laughs> uh, well, you I might. Don't know about that. He might he might have came in if uh, Pardew had gone. He's a kind of appointment that <laughs> Ashley might have made. The interesting thing, though, of Sobs about this whole you know, old school philosophy, two up front, and they're like, I mean, Martin O'Neill played two up front, yeah. and we never touched the ball because no. we just got we just got overran no. in the midfield. It's, yeah, I mean, Martin O'Neill did like a counter attack on football, but not to that extent because he used no. to come out in press conferences and say, 
you know, I, I'm not asking the players not to touch the ball, not to dictate the game. You know, we just aren't getting the ball. And I would just scratch my head and think, don't play 4-4-2 then. Change it round. How can people yeah. not see this? Remember yeah. QBR? Played 4-4-2 for about, how long? 20 minutes? And then he had to put Graham on the left side because we were getting tortured, even though I think we've gone 1-0 up in the game. Played 4-4-2. Everyone was going. You got to play Fletcher. You yeah. got to play Fletcher and Graham together, and they did. And he did, and they got beat three-one at QBR. I mean, it does. Can you all try yeah. it as well? Well, I, that went well, yeah, didn't it? Exactly. That well, went really well. I think well. The, the biggest problem Gus has got with playing this system is he hasn't got Fabio Barini this season. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and as we've just we haven't got off, through another week. We can't get we can't get through Barini. a podcast without mentioning this problem. Well, we can't. It, it, Sorry. You know, <laughs> no, no, we 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 all do it. We all get of it. As we all we just touched upon earlier. You know, like so upset. Like Wickham's not that kind of player, and I honestly think the the lad's suffering. I know he scored a couple, of goals, but I think the lad's suffering playing in that role because he just doesn't suit him. Whatsoever. Well, I, I asked Gareth early about Wickham. Gareth thought he had a decent game. I thought he was awful personally. What do people think? That curate eggs thing, isn't it? He's sort of good in patches, mm. and then yeah. there was times on twenty minutes. I thought he was decent. Yeah. And Monday night there was part of it where he just switched off. Me, yeah. My yeah. goodness me, on Monday night I haven't seen. Well, I don't. I honestly <laughs> don't think. Don't, he, yeah, he, he doesn't get his head up. He doesn't. But I don't. You know, he he, he was a big part of keeping Sunderland up last season, playing in the middle. The kid's obviously got his heart set on playing in the middle. That's where he plays. That's where it suits him best. Obviously, Fletcher's doing a decent job there at the minute. But I, I don't think we're doing him any favours at all by ask. I know we haven't got anything else, but you, you'd be more. It's, it's I think that on the bench for him, though. Well, yeah, it? but I, th- I, I think you'd be better off bringing him on as impact. So the way he's playing at the minute, out out wide, I honestly think if if Alvarez gets fit, then you'd be, be better off giving him a go yeah. out there. He, he'd be more suited to to playing that because kind of role. He seems to have this thing where he doesn't like two fair players at once, does he? Because mm. you saw, you saw the crowd's reaction when he took Johnson off mm. instead mm. of Wickham. Because and then Buckley it seemed won to be the kick. game. No, but I don't think it was because Buckley was coming on personally. No, no I'm just I thought it was just because just Wickham, yeah, people wanted Wickham to go yeah, off, and yeah. it seemed to be crying out for t- two players like that. But yeah, for whatever reason, work, yeah. What, what's he playing at? Bringing him on? What's he, oh, oh, oh yeah. goal! Thanks. Well, did, did the same yeah. on Monday night as well. You know, he said it's about it's about time. You know, Buckley's had a, he's had a good spell, but he's coming up against the brick wall now. Mm-hmm. Get Johnson on, so he put Altley door on, and then a minute later. Buckley runs mm. Waltz's front and gives it to Gomez who scores it's mm. good that he's got play, because we, we, we said he, that he obviously had a problem when the likes of Alvarez and Jack Arrani got injured we said he didn't have many game changes so I guess it's good the way he is sort of alternating Johnson and, and um, Buckley because what he's doing then is he's making sure he does have an impact player mm-hmm. on the bench I guess where if, if he if he started both those guys all he would Maybe have his Wickham and out or maybe to come on and change a game. You wouldn't be that confident. Graham, what did I, you, those players could too. That. What did you think? What, what did you think of Johnson yesterday? Uh, I said before that he, he was looking for an outlet a lot of the time. I thought he had a, he had a decent game, yeah. not his best, but to say it was it was a target he was wanting that wasn't there. What about you, Gary? Uh, pretty much the same as yeah. really. I mean, I'm not. I hate having a go at the kid, um, but I, I haven't been his biggest. Support. I got to admit, I, I was on on this show not so long back and got told I knew nothing about football as long as I didn't think Adam Johnson was playing well. Um, so he paid eleven million quid for a winger who doesn't cross the ball at the time. He just wasn't couldn't put a cross on a pool's mm. coop and and uh, 
uh, and I got but told... But you still do that, put crosses on poodles' coupons in there. Put, put, put you still do that, though? Is that you put a cross on your football coupon, don't you? Is it a cross? Yeah. I don't know. Put it in a betting mm-hmm. sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's like a little through ball. It's, it's all online now. Online betting. Not at the station. Are you asking the question, Gareth, about Johnson? I was just curious. I just... I was just a bit... So follow that up with your opinion? No, I just wasn't... I do feel a bit sorry for him sometimes when he gets binned after half, after an hour, but I just didn't... I didn't. I, th- I, 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 could, I could he, understand why he took it. He's a victim of us not having that midfielder to link things personally. He I just think. drifted about. He yes, can't get the ball in the areas you want him Yeah, to exactly. It. He was taking up positions and he wasn't getting it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like it didn't... He just he didn't function. In my opinion... Yeah, on on Sunday he didn't function in 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 the way that they wanted him to. That when I said at the start, I thought ten and eleven, ten of the eleven players were, yeah, very good. He was the one where I would I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he was bad, yeah. but just what didn't happen for I him. I mean, to, to play a devil's advocate, I mean, to be fair, to the lad, I think so much has been heaped on him because he was doing like he had this role at Man City where he seemed to come off the bench every week and. No, Turn it on, but they have now players yeah. Yeah, who, who are going to get the ball and they're going to give it to yeah. him. In right, go and attack that last man, Adam. And there's a ball, put it on a plate for him. And yeah. that you know that isn't going to happen here. Is well, it? no. Uh, and and I, again, I think it's a bit a bit like um, when O'Shea and, and Brown first came. They were used to playing in a really good Man United side, and then all of a sudden they had to dig in every week because they were playing. In a, a probably a below part at that time, that's, that side. stood out when O'Shea was playing fullback, definitely because yes. he always looked okay for my new fullback. But when you're playing right back for Man United, you have a centre midfielder, probably two centre midfielders coming asking for the ball. You have a winger in front of you coming asking for it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it's something you're like, Oh, I've got to find a, a pass no, here. There isn't much movement ahead of me here, and I've got to find something. Yeah. He was exposed for that, wasn't well, he? I think like so much is heaped on Johnson because of this. Uh, the way he was at City and, and the eleven million pound price tag that everybody was expecting him to be this game changer every week, every time he touched the ball, and you know you had that purple patch last season. Uh, you thought you were finally getting to see the real Adam Johnson, but it, it was it was just a month or so of this absolutely amazing month where mm. everything he seemed to try went came off, and now we're back there scratching our heads thinking, um, what do we do? Yeah. What do we do about Adam Johnson? It was some promising quotes from from Gus, wasn't it, in the week saying how he's had a lot of conversations with him and he's you're talking about how to get him into the positions I want him to get into, um, which is good. Um, and maybe over time it'll happen. It just didn't happen. I, I, I'm not going to slag Adam Johnson off, and I understand why people were frustrated when they took him off because the the change that people probably were thinking is Wickham off and yeah. and, and Buckley on, and then have the two wingers, but. You know, it, it it worked. I mean, to think and and Wickham, you know, I know you're saying about him playing wide, but he is trying to replicate that uh, that position, isn't he? Yeah. Um, that that Barini was playing, and at the same time, Wickham, yeah, he's playing out of position. He wants to play up front, but you, you, I want to see more from him. I want to see a, a passion and a desire to to be in the team, to play for Sunderland, to you know, to think I'm going to play here and do. Do a really good job and then where would it be get my chance. Well, it would be up front. I'd be just up front. I struggle to see where it would fit in. Well, it would just be up front. It would just be up front in the role that Fletcher is, is playing. That's that's what it would be. But the thing the thing about him is, 
He just just he doesn't won't show. Chances like Fletcher does though. He probably that's, won't. That's, no, that's a thing. but just he just doesn't. He doesn't look like he want. He doesn't look yeah. like he he wants to. Because you seen Wickham score that header. You know, put the hard yards against Crystal Palace. Not at the minute, but I think he proved last, towards the end of last season that if if he gets a run of games in his preferred position, that he knows where the net is. It's just a case of Fletcher's a bit sharper than him at the minute, and, and he's being asked to do a rule which doesn't really suit him. I don't think. I think if. If Gus had had, obviously, Barini, I mentioned him again, or even Jack Arini available, Wickham probably wouldn't have gotten as much game time this season as he's seen because Fletcher's producing the goods, and so he stays where he is, and Wickham's being asked to do the, 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 the legwork, as it was, a lot of the people, role that doesn't suit him. A lot of people suggesting he's just in the team sobs because of the contract situation. Is that, it's, is that it's a possible. bit cynical, do you think, or do you think it, it's fair? It is a little bit cynical. I, I Contract situations really, really bug me because I think it's a situation that doesn't to me it doesn't exist. When you've only got a few weeks left, but the way the finances are now, you know, you cannot afford to let a contract run down, lose a lad for now when you could get a few million quid for him. It's just, it's unfortunately, it's part of the business side of football that they've got to look at. And along there with, oh, I'm not playing him anymore, otherwise we'll have to fork out another fifty grand. We'll we stop him be, on forty nine appearances. Really, Senegal and say we're glad he's in a team not doing well because a week and his hands in the mid has got more chance of uh, we've got I more chance know, of uh, signing him back on. Mm. I don't know about that. <laughs> you'd rather, you know, I would. You'd love, I'm just saying, you would love it. You you would love him to do to do well. Um, oh, I'd, I'm rooting just, for him I'm just all saying the time, generally, like yeah. you know. With, you know this sort of thing that we're doing here. It's an opportunity event, and have your opinion, and you'll criticise players, and and you not have your favourites. You'll have your favourites, and people have got all sorts of different opinions. But bottom line is, you want them all to go out there and and perform well and be successful. And with Wigan, it just is the desire, the desire to be successful. There is the desire to go well. I don't want to play wide left, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it as best I can, and then I'm going to force me away. Into the into the side up front, is it you know you just I just don't see that in him, I just don't see it. I mean, compar- comparably Fletcher and Wickham, you're right, you wouldn't take those chances, but you know you got to remember they came from very different football and backgrounds, and you know Fletcher's a good six seven years older than Conor Wickham, so. Is it Admiral Admiral <laughs> Dear me, Admiral. Ad- that's not a word I either. Can't say it. <laughs> Son of FM newsreader Stephen Goldsmith. <laughs> what I would do is break down that word properly. Admirable. Yes. I'm not even going to say well it. Well said that, man. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Is um, it admirable that you can't say admirable? No, no, obviously not, no. no. But, okay. Is it worth noting that <laughs> Sunderland have. That doesn't even mean the same thing. Got to, a, got to a stage. Shut up. I've got to a stage where we have, you know, a decent amount of points on the board and we're getting by coping without some of these. Attack on mm. players making a, a huge impact, like Gary just said there. Adam Johnson last month, player of the month for one season, made a huge difference mm. for us. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, we yeah, know the Fletcher's, getting, Fletcher's getting, playing, yeah. played a couple of games where he's taking his chances, but you I'm, know, without the likes of Alvarez and Jack Arini, and we're, we're coping, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, Alvarez is a funny, funny one in that I can't see, I can't see him starting games for a long while. I just can't see him. Like I've only seen him a few times, but I just feel as though. If he started, he might get a bit lost, you know. Early yeah. on, he might he might need to come in. I think Jack Rainey's a massive miss. Mm. Like you don't, you kind yeah. of take it for granted that he's there and he's a very good player. The way yeah. he was the towards the end of last season, he was just down at down at Old Trafford in the league, absolutely, you know, run them to death. Yeah, and um, I thought he was very good at Burnley. 
mm-hmm. uh, when he got in the game he got injured mm-hmm. I thought that he was yeah. the best player on the pitch um, and he, he, he can take up that wide left position and he's cl- he's a clever player you know mm-hmm. he it's he's not it's not been the it's sort of because it was like the big signing um, and it was an exciting one that hasn't quite maybe gone as everyone wanted yeah it kind of taints it a bit but when he's not there you're like oh like having that option of Jack Arini he, he does lots of good stuff yeah uh, I think it, it, the, the, the thing for Gus is I mean hopefully fingers crossed Stanley and now um, he'll get the time but because of the financial restraints in terms of financial fair play the club's trying to do it on the cheap as it, as it were that he's probably going to need three transfer windows till he gets you know what he wants in terms of having enough strength in depth so if Jack Arini's out then he's got another Jack Arini or somebody very mm. similar to put it instead of playing Wickham you know and, and, and if he's got a couple of defenders out he's he's got options there to bring people in right I mean the defence has virtually been picking itself because mm. of the injuries um, and which is not what he wants he wants competition for places so I think he's got to be given you know a couple of transfer windows and hopefully he'll, he'll find a way of getting there I mean I don't think Butley's the finished article yet, but he, 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 I don't think he's let anybody down. And and you know, Gus sort of brought him in for for next to nothing, so he's got to go try and go and do mm. that again and then again and and then maybe it's again and all of a sudden you'll have a, a Gus Poyer team and and then you say right, can we play that system? Are we good enough to play that system? Is the squad good enough to play that system? So it's going to take time. You just got to be patient, unfortunately. Well. We'll have to finish on a certain player talking about fitting into systems and stuff. I think Liam Bridcut deserves a special mention. We, we've mentioned before how he's often been harshly criticised because he's in the same kind of player as Catamol. But Sobs, I thought, you know, if you're looking for a player to, to epitomise a side that maintains concentration and focus for the most part, apart from one, the one little mishap he did have that Gareth mentioned. Yeah. But I thought, you know, he's very regimented in his in his task, and I thought he was he was huge in the way that first we're half he was fantastic. He did everything right first half. I think he suffers a little bit because he's not a very big fella, and if they get a big lad bullying him, it's a problem for him. But he did first half spot on. Second half, like we said, apart that one horrible moment where it looked like he killed us, <laughs> but he he's he didn't look too clever in some earlier games this season, but. He's, you know, he's got that out of his system, thankfully. I mean, he, he came on a Crystal Palace game we mentioned, and he, he had an impact. He set up the third yeah, goal. Yeah. Um, we were saying that could be crucial for him going into this game. So he certainly carried it on. You feel like he needed a performance like that at home in front of the crowd, like in front of the home crowd. Yeah, I mean, like we've touched touched upon. I'm just so pleased that he wasn't punished, obviously for that one Rick, because I think that's all people would have been talking about. You know, I don't think we missed. Callum Wall's leadership a little bit maybe he's, uh, I think he's a big miss when when he's you've noticed more how much you miss him when he's out of the side Callum Wall. but he didn't do anything wrong like Sob said he had a good steady first half and he had that little error in the second half but you know it, it's going to take time these players can't just come in like, if they haven't been playing they can't just come in and just pick up where they left off you need to run a games to, to get up to speed and, and what have you and you know through no fault of his own maybe he's, he's had a lot of personal stuff going yeah. on as well hasn't he which you know yeah. you need which, to acknowledge yeah I mean which is obviously played on whatever you say you know you can't just switch off from that stuff you'd like to but I think personal stuff is going to be in the back of his mind somewhere so he's had a lot to deal with I don't think he's let anybody down uh, and, and I think he'd probably get better and 
um, if he gets a run of games, but the way Catamull's playing. Well, that's it. Gareth, does he give Gus a decision to make? Well, <laughs> it it kind of does, I think. Because it I seems silly that the idea that Catamull wouldn't come back in, but Gus yeah. keeps saying, if you're ready and you prove yourself in the side, you'll stay in the side. Yeah. He comes out and says that most games. I think the yeah. only thing I would say there is that Catamull is much more of a leader on the pitch. I agree. Uh, and I think for, for that reason alone, Gus will probably put him straight back in to use his leadership qualities in the middle of the park. I mean, the midfield functioned very well yesterday, though, that, that middle three, um, which for the I thought that was probably the the most complete sort of performance from the midfield this season. Um, I'm still not sure about Gomez, um, but it's di- it would, like you say, it's difficult to drop players when you're playing well. Um, but they have played well the last two games. Tell you what, midfield would would be good if you want to just shut up shut up shop for a game shut up shop for a game admirable effort yeah <laughs> um, he could play a Bridcut and then Catamar and Rodwell ahead of him not many people would get through that well, midfield I thought uh, Bridcut was a bit more dynamic than I remember yes I felt as though he was a bit more expansive well, we were told he was like this by bit the more Brighton fans we spoke to and he, you know he put that cross he in he created angles yeah, and he, opened up space he put that cross in at the end for uh, for Brown didn't he for that header Getting it sort of a, the game went on. He was getting himself into positions you wouldn't expect to find him in, taking got, risks. It, it, it sounds ridiculous because he's he's played there most of his career. But I think he's got to grow into the role in terms of at Brighton. He was probably one of the major voices in the dressing room, and he did it his way, what have you. And the, now he's come in. He's not necessarily first choice. Catamore's probably one of the biggest voices in the changing room. He's probably sat back a little bit and sort of putting the odd word in now and again and it's going to take time for him to sort of assert himself on on the side I don't think anybody just comes in and does that straight away you've got to be there at the club a while before you become one of the sort of voices in the changing room unless you're a massive massive personality I think it takes you a while for you to put your stamp on mm. things definitely alright ok well I found a new word that I have to consciously leave out of my bulletins in future I'm going to go home <laughs> and practice that one uh, we won't be here next week because of the international thing but we are doing Into the Light with Sun FM on Thursday, so join us for that. We have the under-21 head coach, Robbie Stockdale, in the studio. So we'll discuss throwing the kids in. So make sure you listen to that. But we're going to have another live podcast, which is overdue, Monday at the 8th of December. You didn't, I don't like the way you've introduced that live Why? podcast. Why? Because it was just too, like, boring. It was just like running the million. Well, come on, then, you, you, you give us your excitable version of that. It's, I know everyone's been asking us about it. We've had a lot of emails well, and tweets. The enthusiasm is just dripping off you, I must say. And I'm, I'm being understated. <laughs> All right? It's like being in the house. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I, don't I don't know where I came from, to be honest. <laughs> we won't get the flat. <laughs> Shall I crack on or not? Nah. <laughs> Go on then. No, you can, you can do it. I'm just saying, you know, people have been desperate for this live podcast for such a long time now and it's it's finally here. Well, well there, that, that's a lie. There you go. It's built up for you now. It is overdue. Monday the 8th of December. The newly refurbished Dunk Cow looks very nice as well. Been in a couple of times. Yep. I haven't been in. It looks Enjoyable nice, I have to say. Yeah. Pint. Really well, we'll have a we'll have a panel of journalists and an ex Sunderland player. We think we know who, but we're waiting for confirmation. So it'll be a good time to assess the season so far. Get over if you can. You'll be able to get your tickets from the Love Supreme online shop. So do that. Four quid. Well worth it, Gareth. Probably. For the banter. Oh, that word. Oh. He said it. 
He wrote it down. We discussed it, and he's gone for it. Just throwing it out. He's taking the pin out. But the best thing about it is, you can take or leave that word because you can take it seriously, or you can take it in an ironic way that it's it's presented, and you're a winner both ways. Maybe maybe there's a clue in it to who's going to be on the panel. I'm not saying that Richard Keys isn't back in the country for Christmas, <laughs> but he might be. Who Top knows? Band. No, we want people to buy tickets. <laughs> he, well, he might buy them all. Mm. You don't know. Then he can say it was sold out on his blog. Richard Keys, the key was it the, on his on his blog? Have you seen that? I've read a couple of just for the. Yeah, the it crack. says something. He's got like it's got your key to sport or something, and there's like a picture of a key on his thing. Oh God. Wow. That seems such a shame that we're going to have to go out on that. But uh, more details <laughs> to follow. Genius. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's because if you think this is bad, get over there. <laughs> yeah. Give us four quid, yeah. If you think our website's rubbish, get over there. <laughs> more details will follow on that. Thanks for listening. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.